This podcast replay is brought to you by RedRecover.com. From NFL stars like Hayden Hurst to daily warriors like yourself, their wraps and pads are designed to deliver maximum benefits with each treatment anywhere you go. And welcome in on this cold open here on a Wednesday morning. Big O is in the uh, Indianapolis Combine. His show will start immediately after ours does. This is RedRecover.com Inside the Paint. I'm Ira Winderman from the South Florida Sun Sentinel here in South Florida. He's Kurt Heelan from NBC Sports, ProBasketballTalk.com out in L.A. Interesting week for the Heat. Kurt, I'm not sure you've seen many teams in the NBA capable of losing to the Charlotte Hornets and defeating the Philadelphia 76ers in a two-day span. So I'm going to start with this. By the way, I'm on the chat board. Big O already has it set up, so please, whatever you want, smash the like button, join us here. We'll get to every question we can before this hour is up. Kurt Heelan, when you take the long view, what's your perspective on what the Miami Heat are after this sort of ridiculous return from the All-Star break, blown out by the mostly Giannis-less Milwaukee Bucks, losing to a team that wants nothing more to do than losing, and then stepping forward, sort of got escaping to a degree Philadelphia on Monday night at Wells Fargo Center. What's your perspective on where the Heat stand right now? They're just the inconsistency is frustrating because the team we saw against Philadelphia was the one where you're like, hey, that's the team nobody wants to see in the playoffs. That's the team that could make a run. You you start to see, you know, Jimmy's having a great game, Bam's making plays, but other guys are stepping up. Tyler's got some shots, knocking, you know, knocking some shots at it. Just but the the lack of effort, the loss to a, a Charlotte team that that's the ones you can't afford. Those are the games you get away that those are the games that make you a play-in team and not a top, you know, and a top six team, which now they've got to kind of fight to get yeah. those. If, if they end up in the play-in, even as the seven seed where they can win one and be through, these are the games they're going to look back at. Right. Ira? I mean, they're just going to look back at these and shake their head. You know, there's so much to unwrap because of how the week played out. And certainly tonight's home game against the 76ers will give a further read because can the Heat back it up? Can they sustain yeah. something? Can they make the most of this home stretch? Eight of the next nine here at Miami Dade Arena. So I'm sort of going to go backwards here for a second and set up the rest of the show by sort of filling people in on where the Heat stand. The Heat this morning woke up sort of when they went to bed, number seven in the Eastern Conference, even with the Nets losing last night. If you're number seven, you go to the play-in. Basically, seeds one through six go to the best of seven, first round of the playoffs. They're in. They get a week off after the April 9th regular season finales. Then either the Tuesday or Wednesday of that week, teams seven and eight play. The winner advancing is the number seven seed. Teams nine and ten play. The loser of the seven-eight game plays the winner of the nine-ten game. So where we stand right now, the Heat are in seventh place. They're a game behind the Brooklyn Nets. What was interesting, and I just checked this overnight, 538, which runs this uh, daily update on where teams are projected to finish. They have two different models. Both of them align. They have the Heat finishing sixth. The thought the Nets are going to taper off. Really important to note here is not only are the Heat still a game and a half behind the Nets, but the Nets have won the season series already. It's a three-game season series. The Nets have won the first two games. So the Heat have to finish ahead of the Nets to get a seat ahead of the Nets. The team that I think we all thought that he might have a chance to pass for a nice 4-5 series against Cleveland is changing a little bit. So I want to get your perspective right now. And again, Kurt, you're out in L.A. No one's going to come knock on your door, especially at 6 a.m. So I don't think it's a problem anyway. 
the New York Knicks aren't going anywhere. Or are they going to revert to being the New York Knicks? The Knicks right now are number five in the East. The Heat are two and a half games behind. Kurt Heelan, where do you see the Knicks? Is this finally for real or just another Knicks tease? Uh, no, I think they're for real in the sense that they hold the five seed because I it's it look Miami catching them is unlikely. Like at this point, there's just a lot well, of ground gonna, to make I'm up. I'm going to interrupt you here, except for the fact that he'd have three games left against the Knicks, two with ah, Miami Dade Arena. So again, they have to be perfect. There is zero margin of error right there. They might get the tiebreaker against the Knicks tied to two two only because if the Heat win a division which to compete for number five or six, they'd have to win the division and finish ahead of Atlanta. That would be the next tiebreaker. So there is a chance. What this season, Kurt Heelan, since you cover the NBA from a national perspective, why do you, and I would almost bet for the first time, why do you believe in the New York Knicks maybe more than you might have in recent seasons? Or I don't want to put words in your mouth, or maybe why not? I believe in them in this sense, by the way. I think Tom Thibodeau team's, they just play hard in the regular season every night. And and Miami does this when they're playing well, but that matters. Sometimes you just, they win games and they get to the postseason, and everybody else goes, all right, we're going to play hard too. And puts it in another gear. And the Knicks teams stumble a little and, and Thibodeau teams stumble a little because they, they don't necessarily have that extra gear to go to. But what I think is different this year just starts with their big off season acquisition. Having Jalen Brunson there settles them. It just gives, even if he's not the guy every night, they're having a true professional point guard to get them into their sets, to get Julius Randle the ball. He's back to being an all-star to set guys up to get, you know, Hey, Oh, Hey, RJ Barrett's got it going tonight. Let's get him the ball. And rather than have him be the playmaker, that just makes them a, a competent team night in and night out. I don't think they're a playoff threat really. But okay. they're a competent team night in and night out, and it's going to be just hard to catch them. Well, so I guess my question to you is, because we're doing this from a Heat perspective, is do you see the Knicks as a team that will emerge with a top six playoff seed? Yes, I do. I don't. Okay. I th- I, I'm kind of, I still think 538's kind of got it right, which is the, the Nets are fading fast. And, I, um, and I think the and, Nets are the team they have to catch. The Heat have one game left at the stretch of eight of nine at home against Brooklyn. That's going to be a key game Saturday night game before the Heat finish with five of their last seven on the road. So that could sort of shake things up the way the standings are right now. The Knicks are five would play Cleveland in the first round. The Nets are six would play Philadelphia in the first round. The Heat are seven playing. Does two things. Not only do you have to work to make the playoffs, but someone like Eric Spolstra, who's maniacal at playoff planning, loses up to a full week. There is a scenario, depending how the NBA decides how sexy TV matchups are or not, the Heat could play in a play-in game on Friday night and then open the playoffs on the road on a Sunday afternoon. So you're talking almost no prep. You're literally talking from going what likely will be a home game, a practice at home Saturday, on the plane, no shoot around Sunday, having to face a team there. To me, the biggest threat of the plane is all this, and I see we're already coming in with plenty of comments on the chat board. I will get to them, is this. If you finish seven or eight, those are the two seeds determined by the play-in. Kurt, I think you would agree right now that it looks like in some order Milwaukee or Boston are going to finish one-two in the East, correct? Yes, definitely. Milwaukee's fantastic without Giannis, so it sort of tells you how good they'll be when he's fully healthy and back in there. They're on their winning streak. They're playing great. The Celtics are just built for this moment. 
what we learned this season, it's not as much about the coaching and Ime Udoka as it is about simply Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and their offseason acquisition, Malcolm Brogdon, and what they did to upgrade the roster. They're really good, which is another reason you want six. Not only to avoid the play-in, but I think at least Monday showed, Kurt, maybe you'd agree or disagree, that the Heat would have at least a puncher's chance against the Sixers. Oh, I would agree. I I, I still, I've said it here, I've written it. I think Boston and Milwaukee are not just the two best teams in the East, they're the two best teams in the NBA. But I think you've got against Philadelphia with Bam, with some of the, with Jimmy Butler being Jimmy Butler, like you said, a puncher's chance. Philly's good, but I don't know that you can get past the top two. And, I, and the thing about Philly is, and you know this because you've covered them with the Clippers and out there in L.A., fill people in out there who aren't as familiar. Doc Rivers' playoff yes. coach, save for the one year he won the championship with Boston's big three. A little bit shaky, isn't it, Kurt? Yeah, he's he's blown a bunch of big leads. He's blown, uh, I want to say, three three-in-one leads off the yes. top of my head. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, they've also got James Harden, who is – no, that was point. That was point one A. I was going to say Doc yeah. Rivers is one. James Harden is one yeah. A. We saw a little bit of that when Harden missed the shot at the end of the game on Monday. Yeah. But playoff Harden is a completely different team. Yes, but you're player. right about Doc. Doc. Doc gets stuck in. He's got his guys. He likes. He's got the things he think will work. And when those don't work, a good coach, Eric Spolstra, that's not working. I got to right. tweak this. I got to adjust this. Doc is slow to do that. If he thinks something will work, he's going to pound it into the ground before he decides he's got to change it. And that opens the door sometimes to comebacks. And, and, and we saw that right now when you see, even when you're looking at Philadelphia right now and last year's playoff series against the Heat, the last memory of playoffs for the Heat was when he stuck with DeAndre Jordan too long, when Joel Embiid yeah. was out. And everyone's like, what the hell are you doing? No, 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 this is going to go. I'm not going to play basketball, Paul. I'm not going to go to a different direction. And that yeah. put them in that hole against the Heat and got them in trouble in the first place. So you have that. And the third factor with the Sixers is Joel Embiid's availability. I mean, yeah. he is a swing vote. And this is a guy who misses playoff time. This is a guy who missed playoff games last season, the first two with the facial fracture against the Heat. You know, again, it was a happenstance against Toronto in the first round, just happened to be just before they faced the Heat in the second round, but you have that. So going by how the play works, and for those who don't know, I just posted at sunsentinel.com my daily story with the rundown, and here's how the play the play-in works. Did that mostly just to tick off the Heat, but figured, what the hell? So the number seven team plays the number eight team. Right now, that seeding would be Heat versus Atlanta Hawks. What makes that a little bit juicier right now is the Quinn Snyder hiring, figuring he will evolve with his players. We saw Atlanta with a, I would say, bad loss last night to the Washington yes. Wizards, especially with Porzingis out for the Wizards. But again, in a one-game series, one game, that series, one-game game, seven versus eight, and a Trey Young on the other side, Kurt, I think you would at least agree that could be a little harrowing, even oh. if in Miami. It's what we love about the NCAA tournament, right? It's, yes, one and done. Hey, yeah, exactly. It's one game, and if some directional school from Maine gets hot from, you know, like has the hot, and Atlanta has the exactly what you said. Not only Dejounte Murray, by the way, who can have a great game too, but Trey Young is the guy who can just have one of those nights where he's electric, and there's nothing you can do, no matter how you guard him, unless you throw two guys at him. And Quinn's a smart enough coach to put other guys in position and make plays now. 
of course, your hope is Trey Young goes, Trey Young and goes, hey, goes full, basically full Kobe. I could pass or I could shoot it over these three guys. Yeah, right. I'll take the shot. Like, yeah, I'll take the and, shot. And, and, you know and sometimes they'll go in. Last night he had a chance to win the game. Instead of dribbling closer, he took the 30-foot three-pointer in his first attempt. Yeah. He missed it. They got a rebound. He got a second attempt. They missed it. They lost the game. But he's still the threat out there. What's interesting here, Kurt, is this. And again, I'm, I'm doing glass half full and glass half empty. The Heat are two games up on the Hawks. They've split their first two games of the season series. After the Heat play the Sixers tonight and the Knicks on Friday, they have two consecutive home games against the Hawks on Saturday and Monday, which means if the Heat lose those two, the Heat could be on the road for the 7-8 game. They could beat Atlanta at State Farm Arena. That's a game changer also. That gets you in trouble. So, again, just to give people the scenarios, if the Heat win the the 7-8 game, they finish the number seven seed. That plays the number two seed. Kurt, between Milwaukee and Boston, and it's going to be close and down to the wire without yeah. question, who do you think emerges one and two in the East right now? I've been saying Boston all year, but, I mean, Milwaukee's now at 15 straight and just playing out of their minds. They add, they add Jay Crowder. I, with you, I kind of think it's a coin flip. They have really – they've hit their stride in Milwaukee. I mean, really – and it's the thing is, it's not just Giannis. I mean, they've won, as you noted, a couple of games now in this stretch without him. Uh, Drew Holiday is playing spectacular basketball. So, yeah. I, all that said, I still think Boston's the deeper, better team. But I think part of that might be that they're just the deeper, better playoff team. That their versatility and the the two wings make them a much tougher postseason matchup. But in the regular mm-hmm. season, where you don't get any prep time, you don't really get a chance to change what you do night to night. Giannis is a problem. Like you just, you can't adapt to it where over the course of seven games, you get better at building walls and the things you have to do against him. And and let me ask you this then. Okay. You know, you know who you think the top two teams will be if you're the Miami heat. And again, this is not like the old G league draft where you pick your playoff opponents and the top seeds will get the choice anyway. You should do that though. Puncher's chance, long shot, maybe not win more than one game. Who would you prefer to play if you were the Miami Heat? If you get number seven, who would you rather see at number two in the first round to play you, Boston or Milwaukee? I still think it's the Bucs because you've got Bam who can give Giannis as much trouble as anyone gives Giannis. And I just think that they're not as deep, not as versatile, a little more prone to fluky three-point shooting luck than Boston. Boston. Boston's so deep, they can just, hey – Derek White's off tonight. We can roll through six other guys because they're just loaded. And they could play that big game with Robert Williams. They're sort of saving a degree with the playoffs. They save Al Horford to a degree. They could be a a different team, more of a half-court team. So I got that. Okay, we're just putting scenarios out there, folks. We're not seeing what's going to happen, what's not going to happen. But for argument's sake, let's say that he played the 7-8 game. Let's say Trey goes off for 53 and Spo goes, he's going to make 30-foot shots. He's going to make 30-foot shots. Right now, the standings would have the 9-10 game of Washington against Toronto, Toronto at home. If you had to do your Kurt Heel in advance NBA two months from now picks, who do you think might emerge from a Washington at Toronto game? And I'm curious about this because I think I might disagree. Yeah, I've been so high on Toronto all season, but in one game, assuming Porzingis is healthy, that might be Washington. They just, with Bradley Beal and, and Porzingis, I just feel like they've got guys, and Kuzma, frankly, they've got guys who can have the one big game yes. under pressure. Kuzma has played one played big games under pressure. 
Uh, now, granted, Siakam's got a ring. There's guys on that team that can play in Toronto, but I feel like the ceiling – is it just me, Ira, that the ceiling's higher with Washington? I think the one-game ceiling is higher yeah, with Washington. Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. I think to win one game, it is with Washington. But like you said, to me – and this is a real concern with the Heat. In a one-game series, in a one-game scenario, let me say, you need the player who can go off and lift the team. We know the Hawks have that in Trey Young. We know the Wizards can have that in either Bradley Beal, like you mentioned, in Porzingis to a lesser degree, but certainly in Kuzma, who's done it against the Heat this year. For Toronto, yes, Siakam can, but doesn't often. Fred Van Vliet can, but doesn't as much as, say, a Bradley Beal. So let's say the Heat lose the 7-8 game, either home or road to the, to the Atlanta Hawks, and now they're playing for the number eight seed. Miami Heat at home, it, I, I can't see a scenario where the Heat won't be home in that game. Yeah. Heat at home against the Toronto Raptors. I still like the Heat in that series game. I, I, they have just not been able to put it together in Toronto, despite what – I thought they were a better regular season team than a playoff team anyway, and they just really haven't put it together. Um, I don't – I think you can slow Siakam, and their offense really – they get bogged down if they're in the half court. Their half court offense is yes. the Heat. They're when they're dangerous is when you turn the ball over 20 times, you're in trouble because they're just going to get out and run and go crazy. But their half court isn't that great. And, and again, since I'm a little more familiar, the one thing I will tell you is every time the Heat play the Raptors, it goes down to the last shot. It goes to overtime. It is a slog. The game is going to be one ninety three ninety one, something like that. The Wizards have shown that Kuzma can get hot. It can beat the Heat. Matter of fact, they might have more single game players. I like to refer to them than the yeah. Heat. Anyway. The whole point, folks, out here is not to scare you away, but just to make you realize this. The Heat need to avoid the play-in. The play-in can be so random, especially with the play-in players in the East. I don't think it's the same in the West, by the way, unless the Warriors wind up down there or maybe LeBron and the Lakers wind up down there. But I think the East is fraught with roadblocks, with with landmines, shall we say, if you get to the play-in. I think if the Heat can get to the playoffs, get the number three seed, probably play Philadelphia, I think you could see the Heat competing through the end of April. Get to the play-in, no such guarantees. Anyway, I wanted to set up that scenario, getting a lot of really good feedback here on the chat board. So we're going to go to break on RedRecover.com inside the paint. When we come back, Kurt Heelan and I will go to your questions and your thoughts. So load us up on the chat board, smash the like button, and we'll be right back after this break on RedRecover.com inside the paint. 